everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right, today we're going to be talking about another book. Today's book is The Ultimate Goal by Vikram Zood Saab. Zood Saab is an advisor at ORF and he formerly headed uh, Raw. And it is an absolute honor for me personally to host him on my podcast. Sir, thank you very much for coming. So, sir, Mera, I wanted to start with this. Uh, we were just talking about it offline too. So, sir, this ended up being your second book, but maybe you can share the story. So, so you were saying that this was maybe going to be the first book, but it ended up being the second book. So, sir, so why did it end up being the second book and how did you come up with this, uh, the thought of writing this book? Actually, uh, this thought has been with me for a long time. Not, not when I started writing this book. Not even when I started writing books, it's always played on my mind that, uh, um, you know, what we see as the truth is either partial truth or not true, or true, uh, uh, convenient truth. So, um, like BBC would always bring out stock shots of India, beggar, bullock cart, cattle on the street, general property, and Taj Mahal. That's it. So, but that's, we as youngsters used to feel there's much more to India than just just these kinds of things. But it never really changed. And if it changed, it changed very grudgingly later on. And we got into business of joining this civil service, getting educated, so all that disappeared for many years. But when I started working with the organization, with RAW, then I, one could sense, one could feel that what is appearing in the media is, is, is different from what we perceive to be the truth. And that there was a pattern in the whole system that what would appear in the magazines, the newspapers or journals over a period of time would actually happen. So there was this, you know, your mind was being conditioned to accept a certain kind of policy. And that's how I thought that, you know, these are narratives being created for you to accept what is going to happen next, the conditioning of the mind. So that's, that's why I sort of kept thinking about it. And then I, finally got down to writing the book and explaining to the people what I think narratives mean and what is the purpose and what is the importance of it and how it is, as it is in my book, how how it plays out. So here we are with the book and uh, narratives of, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I originally thought of this idea as, as a book, but um, rightly so, I think the publishers felt that since my background was what it was, they would instantly, the, the readers will take on to a book on intelligence from me first, then they would want something else. And uh, that book is, has been quite a, quite a success. I must uh, be, must claim shame, shamelessly that uh, that book has been a success and that's why it led to the second book. And. Uh, so I sat down and did that two years ago, or oh, more maybe, uh, two years ago, or this time two years ago. 
So it's doing well, I'm told. It's topical. And now and then I pat myself on the back and say, well, I told you so. <laughs> even, <laughs> nobody, even if nobody admits it, well, I do. I know, I told you so, guys. This is how it will work. And this is what they mean when they do this. And this is what they do when they mean something else. So, sir, I have to ask you this. Now, you have used the word truth. And the book is about narratives, right? So, so in the book, you say facts are not always what they appear to be, but are often what they are perceived to be. Thus, the truth is not supreme in affairs of state and is often hidden with a bundle of lies, half-truths and innuendo. Instead, perceptions built on narratives become the accepted truth. Now then, then if we were to do a deep dive in this, so what is the difference in detail between the truth and narratives. Truth, as you and I know, I mean, it's it. There is some kind of truth which is uh, not not questionable. The sun rises and the sun sets. And you know, scientific um, scientific uh, equations or incidents or or uh, findings. Mathematical things, they, they are not changed, they are, they are the absolute truth. But politics and statecraft, the truth is malleable. You can twist it, you can make it seem truthful, but it isn't like, like um, you know, there, there is there is a long-term strategy, there is a long-term narrative, there is a short-term narrative. Long-term narrative is about superiority of himself or the state in every aspect. The short term is, let's take the example of Iraq. The narrative was, they have WMD, they have Al-Qaeda, we must go and get them. That was the narrative. That was for, for, for you and me and others to believe that the Americans in their global war on terror are now going to go after Al-Qaeda and do away with Saddam's nuclear capabilities. Actually, none of that was true. Al-Qaeda came after the Americans went in, not before. The terrorism, the IS, IS, IS came after the intervention, not before. And he did not have WMDs. He had gotten rid of them. The real truth was that Saddam Hussein had dared the Americans and said, that's oil for dollars, I will change to oil for euros. And he did that. He gained several million dollars, uh, euros in that. I forget the number. Now, this, this was a precursor to others following it. The Iranians thought they would build a, build a um, bourse in the Red Sea on Kish Island for, for exchange, or oil exchange bourse. If that happened, and if everybody can started using euros, then then the euro dollar is up for a high run. So that had to be stopped. That was one of the main reasons why the Americans intervened in the manner in which they did. So that is how truth has been camouflaged into a false reasoning. And nobody would say that the Ameri would accept that the Americans are going to save the dollar. Or the euro dollar, but 
WMD and and uh, and um, Al Qaeda was 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 a noble thought. So that's that's how you sell that idea of uh, doing a thing that you want to do, but finding a reason for doing it. It's the age-old Gulf of Tonkin kind of system that uh, operates. So the truth doesn't have to be there in these cases. Statecraft can be what I perceive to be convenient and truthful. Look at the way they are talking about Hindu majoritarianism in, in the West these days. They don't want to say that uh, we are secular because the majority is secular. That's not acceptable. For other reasons, we can talk about it later. Okay, so, so the natural question is then, why are narratives that important, sir? Why are narratives at times even more important than the truth in that sense? I tell you why. Let's... Military power, economic power, technology power are, are essential for um, dominance, right? For global dominance. Without this, you can't do it. But you must be able to say so. You must be able to tell the story. You must be able to give the example that you're doing. Therefore, you have to create narratives about yourself as superior. I am the best. Not militarily, technologically, or economically alone. You have to convince the world that I am superior culture. I am a superior human being. There are cowboys who are actually noble souls. Getting rid of the drunken red Indians at that time. That's, you know, and, and, not, and Superman is the Superman. And he's a kind gentleman most of the time. But he fights evil. Those are the symbolic things that that you create. You create a sense of power, you create a sense of deliverability, you create a sense of nobility, superiority. And once that is established, then anything that you do fits in with, with the, the, the real, uh, the other instruments of power, economic power, military power, and technological power these days. So you can't do without advertising yourself. You can't do without, you know, it's like Colgate toothpaste. You have to advertise, you have to tell everybody again and again in different ways how powerful I am, how kind I am. I fight for democracy and all over the world. Never mind if I have 65 dictators in my camp, but I'm still fighting democracy and the, and the story sold in the Cold War years. So, uh, and it depends on how much power you can put into your narrative. It's not a one-off thing. It's not as if No, it is, it is long-term. It is, it is, it has to be sustained and, and embellished as we go on in life. So, um, the Chinese are building up their own narrative. They started doing it. They started doing it uh, with Hollywood. In 2008, they started this in a big way. And they have deep pockets. So they were able to go to Los Angeles, meet with MGM and others, and got contracts. 
And then the situation has become that the Americans are now dependent on the Chinese for their sales of movies in China. And James Bond had better not look like the evil in James, in the, the villain in the movie must not look anywhere like a Chinese. The hero may be Chinese, the girl has to be Chinese, but not, not the villain. Because the movie will not run, they will slash it, they will cut it. So they are building their own narrative using American assistance. And the Americans are opposed to them. They want to build a narrative against China, but they're also building a narrative against themselves. With the, the, you know, it's, it's getting confused for them. I don't know whether they realize this or not. Yeah, so, so, so I guess inside America, there's like a self-hatred group and a, and a jingoistic group. And, and they keep fighting amongst each other. And the Chinese are like, I'll go with the self-hatred ones. Like, you know, when, when Afghanistan happened, when, when the Americans attacked... Uh, he invaded Afghanistan with all that uh, pomp and show and noise that they made, going to rescue Afghanistan and make it democratic and free and etc. etc. Um, I believe seventy-five percent or so of the it's there in my book somewhere didn't know where Afghanistan was. So the rest of the population doesn't really matter in that sense. It's only the, the, the certain section of the people you have to convince that this is right. The Congress, the the, the journalists, the uh, think tank, that this is what... I, and then it's a circular thing. The think tanks think out an idea, circulates among them, goes to journalists, reaches the government, and then it fructifies into policy. And, um, well, we may be um, astounded, but I think even... Many Americans didn't even know where New York was on the map. <laughs> yeah. So if that is the level of common ignorance or indifference, you don't have to convince the entire population of your uh, goal. You just have to convince those who read or write and uh, think, contribute to uh, magazines or articles and or to the thought process. And... Um, that's what is happening to us now. So I get, so the books are, you have divided the book into, I would say five parts largely. I'm not saying this is how you perceive it. This is how I perceive it. One is how the British built narratives when they were a power to be, how the mm -hmm. Americans have built and are building narratives currently and in their past, how the Russians build narratives uh, how the Chinese built narratives. Yeah. And Phi is the last portion of the book, which is what India is facing, what India has to do, what happens to the current India under a new government and the challenges it's facing. And we, But I want to focus on the, the British. Okay, we know, but American one is the one that startled me the most. And uh, uh, like, can you share this story of when the word CIA itself came for the first time in, in, in Hollywood. I, I did not know about this full disclosure until I read your book that actually the word CIA was, was also a PR exercise and how they introduced the CIA into the mainstream narrative. And previously they would not mention it. And then suddenly they realized, okay, kuch hai. Hame image hai. 
अब इंटेलिजेंसिंग मूवी I believe they did this for Top Gun, uh, that movie, famous movie, and now there's a Top Gun incidentally in the Chinese version, which is uh, which is the other way around. So it's just Chinese Top Gun. So anyway, the the American rulers are convinced that they are God's gift to humanity. They must rule, and nobody else can rule. and that the world would be a far safer wonderful lovable place with everybody followed american ideals well that's not how the real world works so they have to build narratives for everybody else to understand therefore they have to show themselves in better light all the time even if it is black hawk down which is a failure of a mission or a crash of an aircraft even that is made into a movie which shows um, uh, how valiant the americans were and zero dark 30 was there to show you why interrogation was necessary remember there was an allegation that you know they were torture cells in baghdad in abu ghraib and in bagram where they did all that but they actually showed in the movie that this is how they got osama bin laden though be justifying a, uh, an expensive way of justifying uh, how you did a particular act the american people i think are, are more aware of to do this kind of thing and accept it that america the wonderful must rule so uh, for that they would do a lot more than an average indian would do we are not really interested in ruling the world at least not in my lifetime so maybe in the following but uh, therefore it comes easily to them to this kind of cooperation mind you some of the movies that are non ci non intelligence are first rate they do really good good uh, movies are being made and that again is part of the skillful maneuvering of ideas i do something so beautiful so so immaculate 
and then I follow it up, not so immaculate, but that serves my purpose. So if Spielberg is doing certain kinds of movies, maybe he could do another movie which shows a different kind of situation. I think it was Spielberg who did this movie, The Bridge of Spies. I, mean, I don't know, I'm wrong maybe, I don't remember. It's a beautiful movie about the exchange of Gary Powers with Rudolf Abel, and very well done. But uh, that's how the, the, the truth, actual truth of an exchange with so many other things mixed in, it makes a good story. So, um, narratives are not made overnight. Narratives are not made in a year or two. Narratives are not made by one one statement. It, it is a constant, consistently good effort to get home the story. You know, we, if we just make out one day story and then say it'll work, it doesn't really work. So, um, narratives are the real important thing because that's that's half the battle won, really. If I if I can make you say things or do things that I want you to do, and I need you do it on your own, then it's wonderful. It's a it's a kind of a it's a kind of a hypnosis. Maybe it's too strong a word, but it's 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 conditioning the mind to accept a particular situation. Taliban were wonderful because they were going to deal with uh, some American oil companies in '97, and then they became horrible in '99 and 2001. Okay, so these kind of narratives change all the time. Give me the give me the uh, Cause and I'll give you the narrative. Sir, this is actually the one point that I that I find fascinating in the book is that there's no one player. Like, for example, what I don't know if you feel like that because I wanted to, because I did not understand whether you were intending. Like, is American Academia also part of this larger narrative generating industry? So, so let me lay it out for you. And I have seen this happening with my own eyes right now as I have spent some time in North America. So there will be this academic person. If they want to create a narrative about, say, India or, or say, China. So there will be these uh, university professors and Indology departments or South Asian studies departments. They will generate these papers. And then... These papers will be used and then excerpts of the papers are flashed on say CNN or excerpts of the paper are, uh, you know, shared on New York Times. And then, so th what they do is, this is our expert. Isko excerpt, expert kisne bola? Hamne bola. Tum expert certifying agency ho? Haan. Tumko kisne banaya? Hamne khud ko bana diya. So it yeah. is so confusing. Like, how do you figure this out? Because in ka matlab ye ek dusre ko shabashi dete rate apne peet sab ta paate rate ki waha putar tu bhoat badiya hai karge. You got you nail on the head. You know, many or most of the experts are homegrown. This is how it should be, therefore, this is how it is. That kind of a line is taken. And 
I'm not saying that all academics are like this, but you will find academic, academicians and professors and who, who are, are malleable, who can be made to, made to write a particular thing and a convincing case can be made for them to say so without uh, even appearing to hurt their integrity. So it's a, it's a game which is very subtle and uh, and it is also like you see in uh, on Twitter and Facebook and others, alternative opinion is not acceptable. We are a democracy but only so much. So that is not acceptable. You will not be able to say that it was the Pakistanis who were doing all this in Leicester. So you call them Asians who did it. Those are, those are nuances that are made into your system. Those are uh, things that uh, are, are played on. Now, for instance, the, the, the latest thrust, I think, is why it is necessary for United States to be a hegemon for the good of the world. You will find articles on this mining in the weeks, months to come. That you know, we are the best. So we, we have to, you you need it. He needs it. That uh, I remain the boss, not China. Not certainly not Russia. Do you think a deep down in the American psyche for them to do all these things, it stems from a deeply embedded savior complex in American society itself, in the American intellectual, that they, they, they literally genuinely believe they're out to save us? Yeah, I think I think it is genuinely built up. Even uh, I think it was Adams in 1812 who said sooner or later, we, all of Europe will be leaning on us. I mean, they will be seeking our support. What a, what a country shall we be? Something like that. 1812. Three, four decades after independence. He made this determination that we are going to be the power. And that has continued. I Actually, they didn't win the Second World War by themselves. It was the Russians who did it. Soviet Union who did it. But this, you never heard that story, have you? Mm-hmm. We don't know what's happening in Ukraine. All we know is what CNN, IBN, IBBC, New York Times, Washington Post tell us in our Indian newspapers. We don't know what the Russians are saying. So we have got one viewpoint and that's what's selling. 90% of the media is in private hands in the United States. Six billionaires own uh, the media in more, almost all the media in Britain, but they are free. You know, they, they, they follow within, uh, they will come out with nasty stories about poverty in the United States. How bad it is, how terrible it is. But on when you are going to war, then they will not, rarely they will oppose it. After the war is over, they will come out with uh, analyses of how bad it was, how wrong it was. 
सो इट्स इट्स हाउ हमारे यहाँ तो इफ यू गो टू बालाकोट people to save yeah. the world and and look i mean i like many things about america i'm not going to feign uh, that oh i dislike america or anything i mean in fact in my brain there is america uh, for the insider and then there is america for the rest of the world and the america for the insider is very different from the america for the rest of the yeah. world and it is like yeah. two different worlds all together but this is a very important line in your book where you say the battle of narratives has never been so grim as it is today because real power comes not from the barrel of the gun but from those who control the narrative and now you know you are right about russia and ukraine like on one mujhe to samajh bhi nahi pad raha aaj se 4 saal pehle मतलब एक तो इनकी पॉलिटिक्स इतनी अजीब होती है कि एक दिन वो रिपब्लिकन रशियंस के खिलाफ होते हैं फिर सडनली वो प्रो रशियन हो जाते हैं फिर डेमोक्रेट उल्टे हो जाते हैं और इधर मीडिया ऐसे पलटी मारती है जैसे पता नहीं इंडियन पॉलिटिशियन पलटी मार रहा है जो पार्टी चेंज करके एक जगह से दूसरी जगह पे जा रहा है और एंड एंड डू इट विद सच कम्फर्ट एंड ईज दैट मतलब कई बार मुझे लगता है कि ऑस्कर तो इनको दे देना चाहिए कि <laughs> ये लोग अपने ऐसे ही थे कर रहे हैं आराम से बट बट टू गो डीपर ऑन दिस सब्जेक्ट इफ यू सो व्हाई इज द गन नो लॉन्गर दैट इंपॉर्टेंट एंड द नैरेटिव मोर इंपॉर्टेंट बिकॉज दैट दैट लाइन दैट यू रोट इन द बुक वाज वेरी प्रोफाउंड दैट अभी बंदूक की जरूरत नहीं है भैया अभी पैसा लो ऑर्गेनाइजेशन बनाओ और लोगों को इन्फ्लुएंस करो और वो ज्यादा मैटर करता है बट हाउ because wars are becoming a expensive it is also inhuman and wars can go on and on and on and not find any result now uh, and the time which is so far the americans have been able to fight wars offshore all of them the only war they fought they had the only violence they had war related violence was uh, pearl harbor they've never all their wars are either in africa asia now a proxy war in ukraine so for them wars are and they're also becoming you know the the anti war campaigns and so on so forth. only ones who would be unhappy is the in the industrial military industrial complex which makes all the weapons all the equipment that has to be sold they would be unhappy if there are no wars after all wars are profitable to them they're not profitable to others they are peace is peace is definitely a loser for them so they would that category would like to continue to fight but if you want wars have also become unwinnable na afghanistan mein dekh lijiye kya hua iraq mein kya hua syria mein kuch nahi bana and uh, after i thought they would have learned after south vietnam but they haven't they continue to fight more wars which was uh, a necessity of economics more than anything else 
So um, we have to find other ways of controlling the system. So you, you try and mold my mind. You try and show me down. And, and I tell you, the next few years, we are going to be attacked mercilessly. As India rises, as Indian prosperity increases, they, they can't attack us on democracy so much because how can you? We have elections, there's a transfer of power is peaceful, there's never been any coup, there's never, never been any uh, underhand dealing when it comes to change of power. So that they can't do you down. So now they're attacking you on, on your religion. They want to break that. You can see that underlayer everywhere. And and let's not get so over-eager about uh, Joe Biden having had a Diwali party. He's only doing it for the Indian American because the elections are coming. He's not doing it for us, not for Indians. Indian, Indian. Yeah, it is it is domestic audience, it's not for us. So, uh, and, and many Indians are thrilled with the idea of Rishi Sunak uh, coming, becoming PM, but doesn't make a difference. He's a Britisher and he has to look after British interests. We must realize that we must accept that. Otherwise, we'll get off on a false narrative about, of our own making. So, that's how it is. So, sir, yeah. To segue into the Russian and the Chinese, because you have a dedicated chapter to Russia and the dedicated chapter to China now. And obviously, a major chunk of the book is America and England. But uh, the key difference, and, and am I wrong in understanding this, that to build narratives and to win narrative wars, the one biggest prerequisite is tons and tons and tons of money. And that's something the West has no shortage of. Whether yeah. it was the Britishers at their plomb, or whether it's the Americans right now, even, I mean, it's debatable, it's a falling civilization. I mean, Shiv Menon thinks it's a falling civilization uh, or not. I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I, maybe I'll get your view on that too. But the point is that America has a lot of money to invest in narratives. That's why you have these organizations and stuff like that. I mean, the funny thing, six basically billionaires control media and then the Washington Post had written a piece which is literally controlled by a billionaire about how, you know, Adani was looking to buy some share in NDTV. I mean, I was laughing at that. I said, I don't want to learn anything. So, I learned that sir, Russia clearly, when it comes to resources, Russia cannot match the monetary resources no. of uh, of America. But mera question Russia ka nahi hai. Mera mm. question China ka hai. Now China is rising economically. So what do you think China is going to adopt? It is going to go towards the more the American model where money, 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 or the Russian model of good old uh, tricks of the trade, uh, finding fault lines, as you say in the book, and and exploiting fault lines. I think they're going to go the American way. Hmm. They've taken American advice. They've got American companies based in Beijing or wherever who are doing their movies for them there. And that is the beginning of the whole thing becoming Sinaized uh, American system to, to show to the world 
because even if they make movies in Chinese, you can always have subtitles now, instantly worked in. So uh, previously, one used to think that you know language is a big barrier for non-English speaking countries in spreading their narrative. It still is, but it may not be to that extent as it used to be. Because instant translation, uh, artificial intelligence would probably provide all that. And uh, the message will be sent home. As far as, as, far as the uh, media is concerned, what they have not probably got yet is how do you have first-rate American-style think tanks or an equivalent to New York Times or an equivalent to CNN. They don't have that. So until they have that, they've only got one part of the thing covered. But unless you cover that and cover nowadays even social media, you will be at a disadvantage. And the Americans will have advantage for some quite some time, even if the movies go um, more and more Chinese controlled. Hollywood is more more um, adept or more uh, dependent on the Chinese Chinese funds. I believe they spent $500 million to start with. Mm. So, sir, in that case, then how... So, I get... So, I guess what you're trying to say is China is more isolationist for multiple reasons. So a, the language being a big barrier. So, so for the dissemination of messaging until and unless it, uh, they, they suffer there and they are also a closed economy. So, like they have Baidu, but Baidu only exists in China. Now, they have yeah. TikTok. They have TikTok and TikTok is being used to influence uh, and spread its influence globally. Now, Huawei was there, but I guess most countries have removed Huawei from their 5G uh, technology mm, system. Yeah. So, wahan se Chinese nikal gaye. But now I'm segueing into India, which will be the last segment. And I'll take uh, two, three questions from our viewers also. So, sir, in a way, agar main aapke point ko dekhu, India ko, agar India aspirational hai, many care India hai ki nahi hai, wo main ko, India ke liye achha hai na. we do speak English, uh, we can speak the global lingua, lingo. Mm-hmm. So if we were to, so in that sense, if we wanted to do what China cannot do, we could actually achieve all those things, right? If we did the right investments. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no doubt about that because English is still the most common language in the world. And that's how your messaging will go. All you need is some few bright people, few brains got together and pushed the thing through. You must sell your story first. We're just issuing rejoinders these days. That's not enough. We're reactive. We have to be positive. We have to show our, our best, best foot, move your best foot forward. I mean, there's much more to India than just a city or a monument for a language is so much richness. We were never taught in, at school history of South India. We were actually never taught history at all at my time. Because I, I joined school soon after independence, so we didn't have much history to write then. But really, no, no history was taught. And, and the history that we did 
we learned later was one-sided. That has to be corrected. Which doesn't mean that we must go overboard and go the other way totally, which will be sad. But we have to we have to tell the world who are we and what are we, where were we, and what happened to us, and how you've been messing around with the world, and uh, where we can go if if we, if we put our act together. I mean, if you're, if you're third largest uh, economy in the purchase, purchasing power parity scheme, then we're not doing too badly. Only it's the numbers that are below a certain pay grade, which is which is which is a problem, which which will take time to to build up. Do you think that the Chinese don't have that problem? Chinese have a huge problem. Of slave labor and, and uh, shortages, they don't talk about it. We don't get to hear about it. We don't even know till today why uh, Hu Jintao was summoned off the table on the front row. Nobody knows. And people are saying, "Oh no, he might have been ill." Of course not. He was. It was a message to you and I. That's the narrative. I am the boss. I have shoved him off. They had the cameras there. So, yeah, that's the game they are playing. And they're telling you, I am the boss. I have about five or six of my own chaps here. So, don't don't you dare take any liberties with us. Hmm. So, sir, I have two things to you have mentioned it, but I want to read it. So you say India's new narrative. I want to focus on that. So what should be our new narrative? So you say it is important to make India's past an inspiration for its future. The nation's new narrative must be multifaceted as a modern society and one that is not stuck in the past. The media, both Indian and foreign, picks up stories that emerge from the narrative. And in the age of social media, these can go viral. Stories of corrupt practices reinforce negative narratives about India. Of course, this means that India must ensure that its corporate sector is a positive performing sector, not hanging on the coattails of big state. To enable this, the government needs to be, a, be serious about the ease of doing business and not let the bureaucracy, afraid of losing power, hamper it with convoluted regulations. Sir, uh, I want to focus on the corporate entity. Because as you rightfully explain in the book, when it comes to the American narrative building, American corporates are actually a huge player in the entire narrative building story itself and they genuinely believe it now i was i, I can't name the main aapko offline bata dunga na online nahi bata sakta i was talking with a group of indian rich people to i mean aur kuch nahi main name le sakta so uh, one of the things i have figured out in our multimillionaires or billionaires vis-a-vis the american ones and and i wanted to know whether i am wrong in हम लोगों का यूनिवर्सल विजन नहीं होता इन लोगों की होती है सो और फॉर एग्जांपल व्हेन आवर बिलियनर्स ओपन चेयर्स इन इन डिफरेंट अमेरिकन यूनिवर्सिटीज और हैव चेयर्स इन इंडियन यूनिवर्सिटीज 
they literally swallow the narrative of the american and they are funding the american narrative by giving hundreds of millions of dollars yearly to build anti india narratives so sir in this case how do we change and convince our own people jinke paas paisa hai bhi ki bhaiya aise to na karo you know i think it's probably a lack of awareness also or deliberate ignoring it because if you tell them that you know we don't view this favorably this kind of a thing that you're doing um i don't know whether they will accept it in our system unless you make it a, posit- a positively a, a red mark against them or a black mark against them for doing this you have you have endowments here which are funded by george soros and others working in india george soros is no friend of yours how do you allow it if you are allowing it then why shouldn't you let an indian fund it also wo aap kaise rok sakte hain sir so we ourselves the government has to be clear what they want to achieve you have you have passive think tanks coming into india loaded with funds they they swamp out everything else like if if it's like having uh, hundreds of um, uh, walmarts open all over or ikea centers every gaon every city has it then where will the long local man sell his goods except to ikea so we have to ourselves to be sure what we want to do is it just cooperation is it just why am they let indian think tanks open in america hmm why haven't we posted even journalists in different parts of the world except one or two kyun nahi karte hum because why does the corporate sector think of that none of the major papers have uh, anybody in china i don't think so maybe the hindu has one but nobody else does how many journalists to we top line journalists to we have in nepal bangladesh sri lanka where they can make their career i suppose we have one or two in washington or new york or london and that's it so the the, the media has to revamp itself also make itself more relevant otherwise in the social media world uh, you 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 can easily get today's tomorrow's news today if news is out if news is out then what is their worth then they have to turn out uh, high grade stuff to be read which means more analysis more assessment more interaction with other think tanks and we must grow our own think tanks encourage them instead of uh, being dependent on others so you you spoke about uh, a important factor where you said be prepared for a lot of attacks on your religion and now that's very interesting because uh, it's 
you know it's it's interesting because in your book you say a nation draws its ethos from its main religion and in a democracy the majority wins elections all nations are nation states and there is pride in one's nationalism indian nationalism is as much hindu nationalism as american nationalism is christian nationalism that is also true of the british french german and any other nation in the world now this is this bit is very fascinating that the rise of india has led to a vicious attack on hinduism now they couch it as hindutva whatever but, but yeah. i mean I, I, you know i think the greatest service done to us uh, hindus in that sense I, mean, i don't know what else do i call myself in that sense because they are attacking uh, hindus uh, very openly is the dismantling global hindutva conference because they literally had speaker after speaker in that conference say mm. no hindutva and hinduism are the same so dismantling hindutva means dismantling hinduism i mean ya to wo log aapas mein decide kar le ki wo log ki agreement nahi ho rahi hai but the yeah. point is that okay they are going to attack hinduism they are going to question the way hinduism does like casual remarks i, I find you know like you would not insult a peculiarity of another religion or say food habits of another religion like you will not casually remark like americans don't like to eat dogs and cats or the american eagle is banned you cannot consume the american eagle for whatever reasons but you know you you will have slurs after slurs used against hindus uh, when it comes to the cow and and i'm not here to tell people what they are or they're not supposed to eat i have never been into that i i i believe let people do what they want to do but the point is that how how do we counter something like this when nobody wants to hear you is my question like the new york times clearly does not want to hear you the washington post does not want to hear you uh, atlantic and what the irony is that even in the latest saga i don't know and i'm not expecting you to comment on this but i'm just using this as an analogy ki jo wire aur facebook ka jo saga hua hai abhi recently jo wire aur facebook ke beech mein shagufa chheda tha usme ek wall street journal ka sir journalist tha aur wo bolta hai wire is a respectable portal so yahan pe aisa hai ki american right ho american left ho american independent ho american centrist ho wo sare ek hi source ke piche jate hain Yeah. So where have we as a society haven't we failed that we just don't have any credible sources that they can cite also then? Dude, I think we we have not not even tried this. We've not even tried that uh, that we should show them who we are or what we are, and what we can do. हम अपने उसी में लगे रहे हैं एंड देन यू नो दिस वी गेट कॉट अप विद आर ओन कास्ट सिस्टम्स एंड ऑल दैट एंड दैट दोस पीपल आर वेटिंग फॉर ऑल दीज थिंग्स टू हिट यू दे कांट हिट यू एनीवेयर एल्स एक्सेप्ट ऑन दिस कार्ड देयरफॉर अटैक्स व्हाटएवर यू डू विल कंटिन्यू the answer is not carping and, and grudging or saying tu kyu likh raha hai is to build your own narratives about that country there is poverty there is murder there is everything else that is there in the united states in all societies you have new york times writing about them 
But our media doesn't write about that. Why? Why are we scared of writing? Do we have something to lose by writing? Shayad visa na mili. You know? Or delay ho jai. One doesn't know why we are not able to stand up and say, okay, I'm, 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 you say I've done this, what about you? Why don't you talk about, why don't we write about their slavery, which is still there in, in many ways, or the after effects? What happened to the indigenous Americans? Unless we take a stand and we, we have to do two things. One is you put your story first, not second, not afterwards. Put it now. And then when they say something to you, don't justify, don't defend, don't be so rejoinder. You write what you have to write. You do what you have to do. It won't happen overnight. It won't happen tomorrow, day after. It will take maybe five years, ten years. And if India continues to grow, it will all die down. Right now, they are scared of two Asian powers, 2.5 billion or more military, nuclear, economic powers in Asia is not a good thing for the Europeans and the Americans. Where do they find their markets if we are going to be self-reliant? Where do they sell their arms if we're going to make our own arms? Well, not all, but quite a few. So it is an economic fear of losing control that is leading them to this situation. Otherwise, why, why would, on earth, would they uh, attack the Hindus criticize them. The BBC had an item in BBC Hindi a few days ago how misogynist Diwali was because we made women wash, uh, clean the house. Can you imagine? This is a tradition that we've done. Everybody does it. The women don't mind, but we want to do it. The BBC, everywhere they want to attack you. Firecrackers were. Uh, given to India by the Mughals. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. It was, it was we Indians who were teaching Arabs uh, how to make fire, fire, firecrackers 300 years before the Mughals came to India. Mm. 1200 BC, AD, BCE or ACE as we call it. So well, that's that's a fact that's there in, in their books. In, in not, not in my books, it's there in the Middle Eastern books of that time, accepting the fact that this was how it was. But ours will say, no, no, this is Mughal. If our own will go and write against us in newspapers abroad, why won't they do it? How many Americans write against America in Indian newspapers? Badly. Or Britishers? None. Maybe they don't think the newspapers are good enough, but they don't even write. Mm. 
हमारे इंटरनली प्रॉब्लम इनफैक्ट यू यू एंड योर बुक बाई सेंग यू नो वी डोंट इवन हैव प्रॉपर मेमोरियल्स फॉर आवर 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 हीरोज लाइक भगत सिंह या सुभाष चंद्र बोस अब अब सुभाष बाबू के लिए तो अभी हो रहा है शुक्र है कि मतलब आपकी बुक की एक इच्छा तो पूरी हो गई हाँ जी तो वो 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 चीजें हो गई तो आई एम ग्लैड कि कम से कम आपकी बुक लिखने के दो साल के अंदर दो दो ढाई साल के अंदर आपने बुक लिखी और देखो गवर्नमेंट ने कर दिया गुड थिंग बट या आई डू फील लाइक एज अ पंजाबी एट टाइम्स आई फील कि भगत सिंह की तो मतलब क्या हम लोग ने मेमोरी रखी हुई है हम लोग आई मीन वो सर छोड़िए आप चोड़स के हेरिटेज साइट्स में जाइए वहां पता नहीं क्या मेंटेनेंस है मतलब कुछ भी नहीं है हम लोग आपको थोड़े व्यूअर के क्वेश्चन पूछ लेता हूँ देखो ये यंग बच्चे हैं तो वो पूछ रहे हैं आई रेड यू वर इंटरव्यूड बाई आर एन काव होगा या पता नहीं के ओ लिखा एंड ट्रेन अंडर बी रमन हाउ वॉज इट एंड हाउ वॉज इट लाइक ट्रांजिशनिंग फ्रॉम पोस्टल सर्विस टू इंटेलिजेंस एक लड़के ने पूछा आपको well actually the transition wasn't difficult at all because uh, i was very young just done 6 years in the postal service including 2 years of probation i just done two postings in the postal service so i didn't have much of an exposure and that time mr kaugu was the head then mm-hmm. we were look they were looking for talent from all over the civil service not just the police so i was one of them they thought was good enough and picked uh, me i joined that was it was, it was little strange that uh, in the in my old department we would just leave the office close one almari and go home and the files would lie on the table here we would just not be able to do that at all not a scrap of paper has to be left no no instrument has to be left out on unguarded so those kinds of things used to happen every day jaane se pehle in the closed shop take about half an hour extra other than that uh, one got used to the idea of secrecy of not nosing into other chaps files or uh, what he was up to there was a lot of mystery about the whole thing and it still is not many understand the organization fully रियलिटी क्या आप जेबीआई एजेंट भी होते नो रियलिटी नो 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 सिमिलरिटी एरर एंड 
much less with what i kiski thi ye movie do ek tha tiger haan ji salman ki thi na ek tha tiger haan salman ki thi salman salman ki thi saif ali khan saif ali shayad salman ka movie hai haan it was a movie where our uh, james bond moves uh, and wins the pakistani eyes i wonder that was the only redeeming part of the movie <laughs> 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 but uh, otherwise it's so so shown of reality jeev bond his spies don't work like this most days are can be quite dull and infuriating and handlers like us or who handle spies we don't go around with guns in our hands and boom boom off you go i don't like you that that's not it we deal with them we deal with chaps who carry guns but we don't go around for the six shooter or or fancy uh, aircraft gadgets no there are gadgets for not the james bond variety mhm so, uh, yeah, so what okay you yeah, have been asked this question before also <laughs> सर वो नेचुरल था मैंने एक्सपेक्ट किया था आपसे पूछता था Okay, so uh, Shiv Shankar Menon says Indians shouldn't buy into the narrative of the West being in permanent decline. What is your opinion? I think it's right. The West is in decline, mm-hmm. so we have to now look for our own space and maneuver. because if you don't start now we'll lose that space again and there is uh, time is not uh, not something that you have the luxury of right chinese have already started they way ahead so uh, american declines it inevitably happens that dekhna uh, europe ka kya hal ho jayega ukraine war is over whenever it is over there are no winners europe certainly not and uh, i don't think america is going to benefit too much fair enough we so, uh, better 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 start playing our game astutely and diligently and immediately mhm So, so very famous tech entrepreneur Balaji Srinivasan says India could be the future information superpower, considering the number of English speakers it will have in a decade. The question of the viewer is: Are our politicians and bureaucracy really ready, and do they understand that? That's a difficult question. I can't speak for the politicians. <laughs> well, I'll speak for the politicians. Oh. I don't think so. They are entirely convinced with that thing. But yeah, आप bureaucracy के बारे में बता दो. Bureaucracy is always reluctant to change. Mm-hmm. 
उनको पुराना अच्छा लगता है पर आई थिंक द यंगर आवर जनरेशन पीपल कंप्यूटर्स माय बॉसेस कि क्या हटा दो यार आई जस्ट वांट ओल्ड टाइप राइटर बट एज टाइम गोज पीपल communication and internet and everything and the way we our country is generally progressing in the use of uh, this uh, facility i think more and more will eventually come around and accept that this is the only thing that you have to learn thoroughly apart from i mean as a major of communications storage of knowledge search of knowledge and use of that they have to understand that this is the way it is going to be if you don't do it you're going to be a loser mm i think the whole concept of civil servants needs to change but that's that's not part of the uh, agenda right it is trained to a lot of other things so so in the sense covid because you do use covid in the book as a as a specific point covid do you think the post covid world uh, which countries are the most equipped to deal with the post covid world i mean whether it's america uh, where, i mean even including china how, how equipped is the world post covid which country do you think is the best prepared because don't you think covid fundamentally rewired our brains in in many ways it did it did rewire and it did something that i i find very fascinating and i think that saved us a lot I mean, in terms of casualties and shortages, is the use of uh, internet, transactional, transacting money on your cell phone, the way we do it here. Europe doesn't do it. They don't know that you can uh, change money on your cell phone. Pay- payments can be made here. That swiftness. that we've got and so we we are i think we are making a generational jump we're going to not have to go through the same route go up one step further and quickly we could be the one of the biggest gainers if we are given our the kind of skills we have I don't know. I really don't know how much the Americans have benefited or not benefited. I doubt if they have benefited the way we have benefited. I doubt if the Chinese have benefited the way they have, because it's a closed society anyway. So they are just working the same way. For us, it was a huge change. Huge change in, uh, from everybody on the streets, and suddenly nobody on the streets is still working. Is a is a quantum jump i've seen these huge uh, office spaces in gurgaon vacant just the lights are on there's no nobody there they're all working from home so things are going to change we will benefit from this unless there's another damn covid attack of different variety but mm. uh, this philanthropy for profits is another big problem that we have 
So last question, and and I and I'm very serious about this question is because a lot of young kids watch this and listen to this on the audio version. What if they listen to you? They get inspired and they say, "Mujhe raw join karni hai." I am very serious about this. Yeah, yeah. How do, what what is your message to those young kids? Well, my message to them is that you first finish your education. We are not made that way yet that we take people off the campus. We should. I I favor that. I favor that we should take them young, mold them in our own universities, and uh, then put them out into the battlefield. But that is not uh, what the government thinks of yet. They're doing it at some different levels but that is the only route that is open to join the uh, the upper echelons of the RAW if you want to join at the junior level it may be different can be through advertisements so depending on what that person is satisfied with if he wants to be an officer from day one he'll have to sit for the central the civil service exam qualify and then volunteer then they will may pick him up if they find him suitable but it's good i also get uh, i'm on twitter so i get messages how can we join because i can assure you jaise log isko sunenge uh i will get emails iske liye maine khud hi ek question pooch liya and i know and i know i have a, i have a significant number of young kids who watch this and and and, and this is why i did and and in all seriousness i think it's a it's a great service to the country and people uh people do realize uh, slowly but surely that these things matter and 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 as far as i'm concerned sir first of all thanks a lot for uh, writing this wonderful book i i had a thoroughly great time reading it and and thank thanks thanks for your uh, services to the nation and thank you for uh, whatever you've done and and i wish you all the best and i look forward to meeting you when i'm back in india surely so do i and thank you very much for having me on your show i enjoyed myself i enjoyed talking to you it was nice and easy and relaxed and you had the right question difficult ones included but that's how it should be thank you thank you very much sir all right guys so we'll wrap today's discussion up uh, in the description of the podcast you will find two things one with the most important thing is the link to vikram sir's book i would recommend not only do you read this book you should read his previous book too um uh I think सर ने मुझे ऑफलाइन बोला है तो मैं ज्यादा डेवल्स नहीं कर सकता न्यू बुक इज ऑल्सो इन द वर्किंग इसके बाद वाली बुक आएगी मैं फिर से वो पढ़ूंगा और सर को फिर बुलाऊंगा बुक के बारे में बात करने के लिए अब तक सर ने बताया नहीं है कि वो बुक किसके बारे में है तो मैं नहीं बता सकता मैं सिर्फ इतना बता सकता हूँ कि बुक आने वाली है सो जब वो जब वो आएगी तब बताऊंगा दिस बुक इज कंसर्न यू कैन गो एंड क्लिक द लिंक एंड बाय इट वेरी वेरी it's available on major online platforms uh, in india and uh, you can follow vikram sir on twitter i've left his twitter handle too as far as i'm concerned you know the drill you can subscribe to the charvak podcast channel you can go on youtube or spotify itunes wherever you listen to this 
or you can support it uh, on YouTube or Patreon. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste, take care. Bye-bye.